Hello, friend. Welcome to Making Disciples Naturally with the Kansas Communities Ministry. My name is David Dennis. This is the first of six episodes of my interview with Mr. Eddie Broussard, International Vice President with the Navigators. He serves on the international executive team and has responsibilities for the Navigator work in Eurasia and Latin America. Eddie was slated to be our speaker at our men's retreat in April, but unfortunately we had to cancel due to the coronavirus. You know, I'm really excited about this interview. You can hear his enthusiasm for disciple-making in his voice. I know you're going to enjoy what Eddie has to teach us. Thank you, Eddie Broussard, for speaking with me today. Uh, We look forward to having you speak at our men's uh, retreat this year with the Navigators in Heston, Kansas, but unfortunately a little virus got in the way of that. So uh, I really appreciate your letting us uh, visit with you about some things that are on your heart. Well, it's a joy and a delight to do that, too. And, uh, yeah, that little virus, it's amazing how it worked, but God is uh, working through that to do what he's doing, and it's very exciting to see some of the things happening. Well, that's that's neat. First of all, um, you are the International Vice President for the Navigators. Uh, is that still your title? Did I get that right? You did. And, that's correct. And tell me kind of what all that, what all that involves. Right. Well, uh, let me just first say that uh, serving in this role, I get to serve on our international executive team, and so that's uh, the six of us that have the privilege of serving the entire worldwide ministry of the navigators, over 6,000 navigator, uh, more full-time type people. But a lot of those uh, 6,000 are just conventional everyday income people. And, uh, but they are a 100% navigator. And so my particular privilege and role on the, on the international team is to serve our work in Eurasia, which includes Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Azerbaijan, uh, those countries, uh, which is a joy and a delight, uh, amazingly so. Uh, And then I get to serve our work in Latin America, which is everything south of the U.S. border, Mexico, Central America, and the countries in South America. So those are my two big responsibilities, ways that I get to serve our international work and our international team. And I also serve to give uh, service to our uh, international student, we call it our global student network, which is a network that connects navigator collegiate ministries or campus ministries around the world. And we have a, a local here in Colorado Springs, an annual global student program that invites uh, about 40 to 45 college student aged uh, young adults from about 30 different countries every summer. And uh, it's very exciting. Of course, this summer we had to put it on hold like everything else, but we hope to be started back up again in the summer of 2021. That sounds very exciting. Tell me, we'll just... uh go from here and ask about, uh, can you tell me some of the things that are happening around the world in the areas of ministry that you're ministering right now, Uh, particularly how does the coronavirus situation impact ministry, do you think, in the areas that you deal with? Well, let me start with Russia, since I've just been on the phone uh, at a call last night with our uh, folks out in Siberia, in Omsk, the city of Omsk, the city of Tomsk, the city of Akadem Garadok, and then the city of Novosibirsk. Uh, which is out in what we know over here as Siberia. And uh, the 
the situation in country right now, in Russia in particular, but this would be true, Tajikistan has, has been less affected by it, at least what they're saying at this point. But most of the other countries are getting to the point now where uh, we are really praying uh, because people have been out of work for a while in ways that the economic impact of that is really beginning to hit families and individuals. And one of the exciting things happening is the way that people are pulling together and experiencing community, I believe, the way Jesus intended for us to experience that, that we one another one another by helping to meet the needs where I have lack, someone helps to meet it. Where I have surplus, I can help someone else. And in some of these countries, in Eurasia in particular, it's very exciting to see those kinds of things happening. And uh, people at the same time are experiencing significant hardship. So you've got both of those dynamics going on at the same time. And as with what we are experiencing here in the U.S., the other thing we see happening there is that things that we would normally do face-to-face, -face, this is pushing us to do things on the Internet that we would not normally do, and we're discovering some unique ways of connecting people together that is really ministering to people. And so we just had, for example, this past Saturday, it was like midnight my time in Colorado, but it was Sunday morning in Siberia. And we had major people from four cities all together on a major Zoom call. And it was amazing. I mean, it was all in Russian, but it was an amazing time to be able to connect and see people's encouragement to see, wow, here's so-and-so in this city, and oh, my buddy in Omsk over here. Oh, wow, look, there's Professor so-and-so over here in, in Tomsk. And so the connection and the unity and synergy you felt was just beautiful. And I think we're learning some things about that. Yeah. In Latin America, uh, similarly, uh, different experiences in different countries, but there where family is such uh, an important part of the culture, uh, it's, it's challenging, both a blessing and a challenge. The blessing is that families are together. The, the challenge is that families are together. <laughs> right. and, and the inability in some countries for people to even leave their apartments is a challenge when you've got small children. And you're weeks and weeks. Some of the countries, like Colombia, uh, people are not allowed to leave their apartments or apartment buildings to go outside except twice a week. Wow, wow. And this is for weeks at a time this has been going on. Hmm. So uh, that really challenges parents yeah. and who are also our leaders. Right. And, and yet God is still producing fruit and showing himself to be faithful in all these situations. Praise the Lord. So... We are learning uh, what this idea of living hope uh, is about, the living hope of 1 Peter 1, that what God has called us to both anchors us in the future, but it leads us to live differently in the present because of what we know is coming and because of the promises we're connected to about what God intends to do. Well, that's great. Normally, uh, maybe 
now with the coronavirus, but even prior to this, what was the ministry like in Eurasia or in Latin America in terms of age groups? Was it predominantly college age? Uh, was it mainly community, or was it just a mixture of those, would you say? In, in Latin America, it's been... It's a, it's a pretty good a gradation across the generations. And the exciting thing, though, is that we're in, across Latin America, we've really seen a surge in ministry among young adults. And, that's, and it's, one of, it's giving life to the whole work in a fresh way. It's very, very exciting. Uh, so that we're very encouraged with. But again, in Latin America, you're going to see a multi, you see a multi-generational work. In, over in Eurasia, uh, the work there is, is generally speaking, a bit younger. Um, you don't really see navigators there in their 60s and 70s. It's more folks in their 30s and 40s and, uh, and, the, and, and much younger. And um, so that's, that's the experience that we're having right now. And I think with the coronavirus, uh, we are we are seeing that it is, in a sense, pulling these generations together because some of the younger generation uh, are needing to care for some of the olders in ways that perhaps they haven't had to in the past. Mm-hmm. What, what does ministry look like there in terms of the idea of life-on-life ministry? Is it more uh, in groups, or is it more individualized, or just uh, across the spectrum like it, like it is here, would you say? Yes, I would say it's a, it's, it's a bit across the spectrum, but a, a blend of one-on-one and uh, uh, within small groups. Mm-hmm. Because, see, again, in the U.S., uh, more, we are a more independent culture when you think about worldview. Many of the other cultures, uh, Russia, Ukraine, uh, some of the others in, in uh, well, the, the, the Central Asian cultures are more a collective mindset. And so there are dynamics that can be actually better. Uh, you know, when you're discipling someone, there, there's going to be need to get into some of these difficult character issues. And so some of that needs to be dealt with more on a one-on-one basis, but you see the door open to it oftentimes in the context of a small group among people who are trusting one another and have that, that, that trust between them. Sure. And I would say in Latin America, we've got a, a similar situation to that. The cultural dynamics are a bit different, but we still see the, uh, a small group as a place where there's a lot of significant work happening in the transformation of people. But at the same time, we see that there is still the need to pull aside and get that one-on-one time. You, you can't do without that. It's not either or. Right, it's, right. it's both and yeah. in, in, in all of those situations. Yeah. But again, given the culture, we would probably experience more of the small group discipling than what we may experience in many places in the West and in the U.S. maybe in particular. Paul reminds us in 2 Timothy 2, verses 8 and 9, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. 
But the Word of God is not chained. The Word of God is not inhibited or not chained, even by this virus. It's great to hear how God is at work, even in the midst of this pandemic. You know, I so appreciate Eddie's perspective, experience, and expertise, as well as his enthusiasm for the gospel and discipleship. Join me next time as we hear about Eddie's story of coming to know the Lord and how God prepared him for his life's work and ministry. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, kansasnavs.org, or our Facebook page under Kansas Communities Ministry. Be sure to drop me an email at radio at kansasnavs.org with any comments or questions. Join me again next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.